Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom. What up, America? It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He is the NFL vet, and I am still without a Twitter handle. Welcome in. It is Thursday. And, Rich, I got a question for you. What's up, Dan? Are you ready for some football? Oh, my gosh. This is not party. We got Josh McDaniels and Doug. Peterson with the Jaguars. And Doug. It's a game no one cares about. It's going tonight. I'm all right, friends. I have a Thursday night. Nobody's playing. No starting quarterbacks. Couple of guys of importance are hurt. It's going to be some football, kind of. Oh, man. We can keep it going. All right. John Ramos, background vocals. Yeah. Yeah. He really nailed it. He really, really nailed it. It is one of, you know, Chris Farley did, the, the late, great Chris Farley did the uh, Bo Cephas, uh, Hank Williams Jr. Monday Night Football skit. One of the, one of the best that there is. But I will say with, with all of the sayings in, in, in football history and, you know, now we could say, let's ride. Or we yes. could say, how yes. about them Cowboys? There, there really is no better than, are you ready for some football? Like, then we got it tonight with preseason action. It is the Jaguars. It is the Raiders. To your point, we're not. We don't know who they are. We, I mean, who, the guys who are going to be playing. No Trevor Lawrence tonight. No Travis Etienne. But still, I get a kick out of seeing graphics of NFL teams on the screen, and it tells us that football. Real football is just a mere month away. Yeah, and also the music. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, you just mentioned, are you ready for, for some football or singing along to a song that hasn't really played on the airwaves in like 15 years? But it's just <laughs> iconic. And so is the Fox tune. And so is the NBC's tune and the CBS tune. Like, as soon as you hear the orchestra chime in, you know it's time for game time. And it's like, it has been so woven into our souls as American TV viewers that 
that it's almost like if I hear that music and it's being played like on someone's phone in the mall, like I have to, it doesn't matter what day of the week, I have to lean over and be like, is there football right now? Oh. Am I missing some football? I got some football. You know, it's like, yes. it's, it's almost like an addict. Like you start getting itchy. It's uh, it's right around the I, corner. I'm it's so, been a long way. So addicted to, to that song that I feel like, Frank Gifford, the late great Frank Gifford. I feel like if somebody's passed, I always got to say late great, but he was great. That the fourth verse of that song is, "Hello everybody, you know here we are, Cleveland Municipal Stadium with the Browns yeah. taking on the Cincinnati Bengals." And, and that's I know that's a, like a Keith Jackson, um, uh, Frank Gifford combo, but because Frank Gifford would start out the broadcast and and then bring in Al Michaels and Dan Deerdorf. That is, yeah, that is my that is my childhood. That is what I come accustomed to, just like you. And as you said, when you when you hear that sound, uh, you know that there's football. We don't know when Deshaun Watson is going to play football. We do know this: that Roger Goodell will not oversee the NFL's appeal of the six-game suspension given by arbitrator Sue Robinson. This is a bit of a twist because yesterday when Doug was here on the show, this was a little bit of a back and forth once we found out that the NFL was going to appeal the decision, which they had until uh, this morning to do so. They didn't waste any time and went a day early. Were you surprised that with the news that the NFL would appeal, that Roger Goodell is not going to be the one to oversee the appeal. Not at all. Not at all. And this was such a huge win for the NFL when they collectively bargained with the players back in 2020, and I tweeted about this. During that vote, which was passed by such a slim margin by the players, 22% of the available voters did not vote on the CBA. Did not vote. Mm. And discipline was a huge point of contention for the players. Like how discipline is legislated, the fact that Roger Goodell is judge, jury, commissioner, or judge, jury, executioner as commissioner, it, it really affected a lot of players in a in a real way. I mean, look, I, I'm not talking about guilt or innocence. I'm talking about finances, you know, and that's what this is. This is a business and this is how the business works out who is responsible financially for what during these disciplinary hearings, because that's what we're talking about. You miss games. Yeah, it affects your overall team success, but it also affects your pockets. So the player side was very staunch on this at first. But then all of a sudden, when it came to vote for this new CBA, a second time, a 10-year-long CBA where they are basically handing over disciplinary control to the league again, all of those 22% who didn't vote who are still current active members of a roster cannot complain about this. Did they, they can't. Did they, they have no bearings. Do they think it was going to be pass interference where, like, well, you can't call it on every play? Like, right. You know, like, that's what, that's what it seems like to me because all, all they did was just add another step to – that's it. You know, the inevitability of the NFL actually getting their way. It's just crazy. Like, it's just it's just layers to protect the league a little bit from an optic standpoint, right? You get this recommendation from a female judge, and, and don't think for a second that that wasn't purposefully done. The fact that Sue L. Robinson is the former judge who they tapped to be the independent arbitrator here, that makes sense. That makes sense for both sides because then it seems like, well, you know, look, I mean, from a gender demographic – Every single one of Deshaun Watson's official accusers in in court were female massage therapists. So this does us some good here. This gets us, you know, from a public relations standpoint, this puts us in good standing with the general public. And then she recommends six games, which feels a little bit light. So the NFL has the opportunity now, because you know the NFLPA is not going to appeal this, to go, whoa, 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 this shall not stand. Sue L. Robinson, we understand that you're upset with the way we legislate things against our ownership, and we understand that we set precedent here in the NFL to to give light punishment for these type of abuses towards women, but this shall not stand. We are taking a hard stance here. So written appeal, here it comes. The NFL looks like the good guys riding in on the white horse to uh, hand this appeal down and say, we are still after an indefinite suspension. We are going to find the snot out of Deshaun Watson. You just watch us. Well, they can try, but you know what can potentially happen here. Deshaun Watson, like Tom Brady did, can take the NFL to court. And it's probable, if not likely, if the NFL takes too hard of a stance here, that that's what's going to happen. Sure. Well, that, this is this is the interesting part about it, because this is where I wonder, and I don't like this phrase because I like checkers, 
um, but it is also overused a lot, was the NFL playing chess while the Players Association was playing checkers. Because with this arbitrator having this ruling coming down of Sue Robinson saying six games, that was not present with Tom Brady or Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. So you could go to a court with that. And everything, I'm not, you know, we can maybe ask a guest later on, Andrew Brandt's going to be joining us. But it's it's my understanding that the NFL Players Association would have a really difficult way of winning um, anything that could go to the court um, because of this, which makes another option. It's almost like the NFL like diverted them on a different road and said, no, go go this way while they have this now thing in place where if they did want to sue and they did want to go to a federal, federal court, that a federal court wouldn't side with the NFL Players Association. That's my understanding of all of it, that it's different because an arbitrator had already, had already ruled on this, that this was part of the collective bargaining agreement, and that's what both sides agreed on, and no court in federal court is going to rule against what was already collectively bargained by both sides. So that's where I find it you know, pretty interesting that the federal court would end up saying, well, this is what you agreed to in the CBA, and what they agreed to in the CBA was what you talked about, what we just talked about, is that in the end, the NFL can have the final say if they appeal. Right. And that's where I think like, like it's almost like the NFL Players Association got caught with their pants down because they thought, well, in the end we can always sue, but then when the NFL is saying, yeah, but when they try to sue, they're just going to point to the CBA and it's going to go right back to where you started. It's almost, you know, shoots and ladders, back to square one. And, and that's where the NFL looks like geniuses. And I also think, just to the question that I posed to you at the start, Rich, about were you surprised about Roger Goodell not overseeing the hearing? I didn't think that he would either because it's almost like letting somebody else do the dirty work that they want done. Well, of course. You know? Well, and that's that's the owner's tact always. Like, why why have a commissioner? Like, why why even employ somebody and pay him handsomely something to the tune of 50 million dollars a year to do that job you could just have one of the owners you could have a vote every year uh and the majority wins and one owner represents them all and he's he's the commissioner why do they why do they hire roger goodell do it because he's a human shield he is the designee Mm -hmm. for the owners and so now roger goodell through this new collectively bargained agreement is able to have a human shield for all of the slings and arrows and backlash that he's going to suffer, the NFL is going to suffer in these sort of disciplinary circumstances. Look, he already gets booed every single year at the draft. People, NFL fans, whoever, they, they, they're bothered by his presence yeah. either way. Hey, football fans. Boo. But at least this is one more step of separation away from the ownership. Yeah. You have one more notch down the line as opposed to the hands of commissioner of the NFL being sullied it's the designee that he appointed whose hands are sullied with the dirty work but going back to what we were talking about uh, about a lawsuit if you're the NFL PA or if you're the Cleveland Browns you're sort of rooting for them to take the NFL to court the player's side if if that is what ends up happening and I'll explain why it's because you can split up the suspension what's worse having your starting quarterback miss six games this season and maybe an additional six next season if it comes to find that whatever the NFL's uh, reasoning for further suspension is upheld by a court of law where they say, hey, listen, like you guys have a CBA in place. You're not wasting the court's time with this. Deshaun, you're going to suffer the consequences of, of your actions per the disciplinary personal conduct policy that you agreed to as a player and a member of the NFLPA and just sort of clean their hands of it. But if you can delay this by a season, right, even if it's a situation where the NFL wants to suspend him for an entire year, well, if he serves six games in 20 2022 that means that he'll only have to serve 11 games in the upcoming season right so you can at least get Deshaun Watson if you're the Cleveland Browns for parts of two seasons as opposed to losing him for a complete season so I don't know if that's how it's going to work out I don't know if the NFL is going to recoil a little bit and 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 you know make the path or should say make this suspension a little bit lighter than a full year but we'll see where this storyline heads. One thing I know is it's two days that the NFLPA has to respond with written documentation of their whatever it is, their response to the mm-hmm. appeal. 
And then there's an additional 15 days that's allotted to the commissioner or his designee to make the final determination on discipline. So this story's not going away for a while. We still have probably weeks ahead talking about this. And then we'll have the final ruling as far as the suspension is concerned. Then we'll find out if there's going to be legal recourse taken by the union. I'll tell you what, the Browns may want the suspension split up, but I don't know if Deshaun Watson does. With that contract, with the the money that he would make in 2023, where it's the $46 million as opposed to the one, uh, they may be on a different page uh, in that one. And and the other funny thing about Goodell stepping away, uh, just the final point, is this this was the first time that I can remember in a suspension where it seemed like the general outcry was it wasn't enough. You know, like we, you know, you talked about it on Monday on how ridiculous that the six games was closer to Tom Brady, and you know, and Barstool's making Roger Goodell clown shirts. This would be the first time that he would look like he's saving the day, which is, I think, why a lot of people thought that maybe he would be the one that would end up hearing it, so he could be that, you know, riding in on the white horse and and saving the day. That was the only thing that I was a little surprised about because I actually think that there could be some good PR that came from Roger Goodell as part of this, but. You know, he is, you said it, he's the shield. The actual NFL shield should be Roger Goodell's torso. Like, that's <laughs> what it should be. And then you have the NFL in the middle of it, and that's what Roger Goodell is to the National Football League. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm gonna be honest, I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Bayer. He's Rich Orenberger sitting in for Doug today. Isaac Lohenkrein will have the latest on Brittany Griner's situation in Russia at the bottom of the hour. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Joining us now on the program, former Green Bay Packers executive, also the host of the Business of Sports podcast, Podcast and also author of the Sunday 7 newsletter. Go to andrew-brandt.com. Andrew Brandt joins the program again. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to be with you, as always. It's, uh, let's uh, let's get into it, because everybody is talking about what is happening in the NFL and what is happening with Deshaun Watson. Why did Roger Goodell not appoint himself to overhear the NFL's appeal of the six-game suspension? Yeah, it's a good question, and he certainly had the right to do that or the right to put someone in his office, sort of someone that's in his close inner circle in the NFL. He chose not to. A couple of reasons. I think timing is an issue. He's going to be at the Hall of Fame ceremonies the next few days. He's going to have a lot, not a lot of time to devote to this. But also, I'm a lawyer, and I look to the future, and if Watson was going to bring a lawsuit outside of the system – there are a lot of things to talk about with that, but this is another level to insulate Goodell from that. So we already had one independent hearing officer, but that one was picked by the union and the league. Now we're going to have another hearing officer, not Roger Goodell, although this one is picked by the league. I look at this, Andrew, as Operation Shield the League. You know, Roger Goodell mm-hmm. stands in in that role because, you know, like you know, like like many who cover this game know, you know, one of these owners could represent the owners. They don't need a commissioner, but none of them want to have their hands dirtied by some of the things that a commissioner has to do, which includes discipline, which can be controversial. And clearly the reason why Roger Goodell and the ownership group, when they came to the collective bargaining table uh, went through the lengths to try to create more distance from discipline is because they've looked like they've had egg on their face for years you know as a former player it disappoints me that 22 percent of the players didn't vote on this last cba in 2020 because it was such a close vote and discipline was such a point of contention with the players and we were discussing this earlier in the show yeah do you think that this would have gone differently if more players were engaged and actually understood the way discipline was going to look in the future of the NFL? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, as people know, I was critical of the CBA in 2020. I thought there were some deficiencies on the player side. And me, I was pointing out more on the economic side, not even the discipline side. And as you know so well, it only passed by a handful of votes. And now the players are, however when you call it, maybe stuck with it, maybe dealing with it for the next 10 years. But here's the thing. It was positioned as a win, right? You take it out of Roger Goodell's hands. He's no longer judge, jury, and executioner. You have this independent hearing officer jointly picked by the union. What it may end up being is a win for the league because, really, now it's just like, okay, and now the league decides if they like the discipline, and if they don't, they can appeal. And... It's really something where it even is more valuable to them because if and when this gets to a court case, as happened with Elliott and Brady and Peterson, now again, as I said before, the NFL is more insulated from this. Not only did they give the union an independent officer, they gave them a removal of Roger Goodell from the appeals process. And in the case of Watson... The independent hearing officer that they agreed to agreed with the NFL. (laughs) Like, 
agreed. He violated the personal conduct policy. The only issue is length of suspension, which is up for, up for discipline right now. Andrew Brandt joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb. I have a question on the heels of that, because everything I've read, Andrew, is that a, a any federal court that hears this would likely side with the NFL on this because of what is in the CBA. Is it because... Is, is it because the, that an arbitrator was brought in, or why would uh, any court likely rule in favor of the NFL specifically? Well, the simple reason is that courts, forget sports, forget NFL, for, forget labor law in general, right? The simple reason is courts are busy enough, and if someone comes to them where they have their own private system of resolving disputes i.e. a CBA, why are they going to get involved with that? You know, why are courts going to mess around with that? There's an inherent deference to private labor situations, and I understand that. It makes so much sense. Courts got enough to do without getting involved in something that was agreed to in bargaining. And that's what ultimately happened with those three cases. It got to appeals court level, but it it all is the precedent now. Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, Adrian Peterson, all appeals court cases that said, we're not getting involved. So that's some precedent. And then you have this added precedent where you have a six-game suspension agreed to by the union before it came out. They tweeted out, we accept the decision, and they didn't appeal. So even if he goes to court, I don't see how he gets he starts the season or he doesn't start before week seven because they've accepted that part. Andrew, moving off the Deshaun Watson discussion yeah. and on to one of your recent tweets that I found very interesting. It was it was just a quick one. Hold-ins greater than hold-outs. We saw a bevy of recent contracts get figured out while the player who was requesting more money, an extension, etc., was appearing for work. Why is that a more effective strategy negotiating with the front office than removing yourself from the team until your needs are met? Yeah, this is... This is something I, 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 luckily, in my 10 years with the Packers, it was before my time. I mean, this was I was before this time, meaning that I never dealt with this. Holdouts are away from the team, out of sight, out of mind, whatever. Deal with the agent. Hold-ins are a player seeking an upgrade on a contract that is truly doing the Marshawn Lynch thing. Truly. Just there so he won't get fined because the penalties for not showing up to camp are pretty severe with the new CBA. But if they have enough talent, (laughs) they have worked out in all these situations, it seems. They've worked out with the coaches. I'm just here until I get a contract. And it's been extraordinarily effective. I'm looking at all these deals where it started started with Jalen Ramsey a few years ago, but T.J. Watt last year got a massive deal at the end of training camp doing nothing in camp. And here we go this year with Debo Samuel, with D.K. Metcalf, with Deontay Johnson. Derwin James might be next. Roquan Smith might be next. And I'm like, wow, it's effective. I, I mean, as a team, I get it because if I'm in those shoes – I'm like, Jesus, I don't want him mad here. He's going to infect the rest of the locker room. So we got to do something. So that has been effective. uh, And it's just something to note in this new way of doing business for players. Andrew Brandt joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for me. encourage you to go to andrew-brandt.com. Check out the Sunday 7 newsletter and also the Business of Sports podcast. How mad should the Patriots and Saints be on this NFL investigation on the Dolphins tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton? You know, there are some sanctions, a million five fine, which doesn't seem like much. Six-month suspension for the owner doesn't seem like much. The big sanction, of course, is the first-round pick, which teams really value. They lost this year for Tyreek Hill. They lost next year now. You know, I I imagine the Saints and Patriots don't think that's enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, The question is, what else could be done? What kind of 
I probably feel like what kind of restitution could they get? You know, the more interesting thing to me really is like not so much Sean Payton, but Tom Brady, like we now are seeing he was implicated in tampering for two teams playing with the Patriots and playing with the Bucks. And people have asked me, does he suffer anything? And I, and he doesn't. And then I'm kind of rack my brain. I guess this never happens with players. You know, going back to LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry or Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I guess it's okay. I mean, I guess I, I can't think of a player that's been disciplined for being part of tampering. So it just... It just doesn't feel right, you know, that Brady was having these conversations. But, yeah, if I'm the Bucks this year or the Patriots two years ago, I'm like, that really sucks. Maybe that's why we didn't want, he didn't want us to see his phone. You know, maybe maybe that was the whole reason. Sorry, just had to get the jab in. <laughs> well, you know, he's had, he's had quite the offseason. He retired. He unretired. He signed with Fox for 10 years. And then he's been implicated with, with two teams. Yeah. Well, and also successfully launched an underwear line, Andrew Brandt. I mean, don't forget about the Brady brand underwear. Um, actually, on that tone, it was his birthday yesterday, 45 years old. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Aaron yeah. Rodgers was asked about it. He was like, hey, are you planning on playing until you're 45? And he goes, no. <laughs> you know, it's just interesting, though. Um, we're talking about two aging greats, yeah. first ballot Hall of Famers, and the uncertainty about their future. Do you feel like from, you know, a former executive standpoint, this is these players' ability to exert leverage, not only on their team, but around the NFL, to listen, like it's almost like a hired gun year to year. You're going to have to do this dance with Aaron and Tom to keep them interested. And it may mean paying them an absolute fortune to keep them on the field. But if you want their talents, they're here for hire. Yeah, I mean, you're you're hitting close to home. Obviously, I went through this with Brett and Aaron, and now they're going through it with Aaron and Jordan Love. You know, Aaron sat for three long years, and that was a long time. And Brett's not happy because he's sitting with his replacement every day, and Aaron's not happy because he's wondering if he's ever going to play football. And that's a tough thing for people to manage. I mean, I think people see the draft and they see a backup. You know, this happened with Brady and Garoppolo. They don't think about the inner workings of the team and the managing the egos and the agents and the girlfriends and the wives. And it's a lot going on. And in my situation, we had, you know, country Mississippi Brett and California cool Aaron. That was not a good match. Yeah. And, you know, I had to beg Doug Peterson to come in there and just kind of be the guy with them, sitting with them. And it was just an interesting time, and and they're going through it with love now. And, you know, maybe they transfer to love next year. Maybe Aaron moves on. Maybe he retires. But these are tough things because you're right. When you have that window, which, of course, they do in Green Bay, you got to pay him. And you got to do what you got to do for him because he is a supreme talent. Brady is a supreme talent. And it's not a democracy, as you know so well in football. You have to do different things for your superstars. He's Andrew Brandt joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Log on to andrew-brandt.com. Check out the Sunday 7 newsletter and also the Business of Sports podcast. Did I hit it all? Yeah, I'm doing reels on this thing called Instagram, too. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh I like it. I like oh, it. But I was we got to so get close. them on TikTok next. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. My kids won't let me go there. <laughs> Appreciate it, Andrew. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, man. See you again. By the way, Dan and Rich, NBC has actually just released a sneak preview of its introduction to tonight's telecast. Listen. Are you ready for some football? Oh, my God. <laughs> we got yes. Josh McDaniels and Doug Peterson <laughs> with the Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> about it's going tonight. I'm all right, of friends. are here for Thursday night. Nobody's right. playing. No starting quarterbacks. <laughs> Couple of guys of important. Are hurt. Uh, it's going to be some football. Uh, I'm sure an Emmy nomination is yes. imminent. Back to you. Uh, Isaac, you got to stick around. You're the judge in a game of. <laughs> it was going to be Orny versus Horny. 
But instead, <laughs> it was going to be Orny versus Horny John, but instead it's Ramos against Orenberger in Home Sweet Home. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you guys are going to go head-to-head in the contest here. And uh, what what this ties into is Gonzaga and Kentucky are going to play a home-and-home in college basketball. But one of the little sticking points is, it, is, is when Kentucky goes to Spokane in November, they're not going to be playing at the Kennel. That's where Gonzaga plays their home games. Instead, they're going to be playing at Spokane Arena, larger venue, but some wish that it would have been played uh, where Gonzaga plays their home games. The Kennel, obviously a nickname uh, for the Bulldogs. That's what you guys are going to be guessing. What arenas in college basketball or the nicknames of arenas in college basketball, what's real and what's fake? Okay? And so I will be giving you nicknames. If you get the answer correct, you will hear this sound. Uh, Bill Raftery giving you some onions. If your answer is incorrect... Know the rules. Go sit out. That's from Bill Walton. There we go. First one to five. Win by two. If you're both out at five, tiebreaker. Okay? That's the rules. Rich, you're going first. I'm going to give you a name, a nickname. you got to tell me if it is the actual nickname of an arena in college basketball. Okay? Okay. Octagon of Doom. The Octagon of Doom. Golly. I'm going to say, Dan... That is not a nickname for a college basketball arena. Know the rules. Go sit out. Ah, Bramlage Coliseum, home of the K-State Wildcats, is the octagon of doom. <laughs> oh for one. Thing. Now, John Ramos, uh, yeah, you're, you're uh, no longer on serve. Uh, John Ramos, up a break. John, what about Hell's Bathroom? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say that is not a name of a, of a, not a stadium, of an arena, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Hey, hey Rich, is uh, Hell's Bathroom in Pittsburgh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right next to Permanti Brothers. Nah. <laughs> it's, it's Sundays here at Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, Rich, back to you. Chance to even it up. The microwave. Is that a nickname? Ooh. Of uh, of a college basketball arena or uh, or not the microwave that um boy I'll tell you what that sounds electrifying it really does <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm buying time I'm gonna say that's also not a name of an arena in college yes that is correct it was Vinnie Johnson's nickname and also where John made macaroni and cheese for ten minutes years back one of the uh, one of the longtime favorites here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, what about the Slim Jim, John Ramos? The Slim Jim. Is that a real I, arena or I, a nickname or not? I, I I think that's the name of beef jerky, isn't there? Something like that. I must say no. Know the rules. Oh. Right, Rich, right in Rich's backyard of oh. San Diego. Is it USD. really? Okay. Yes, Jenny Craig Pavilion nicknamed the Slim Jim. Here's Go ahead. What, here's what they say when you walk into the Slim Jim. Johnny Ramos. One to one. Well, this is quite the game. All right. Again, first one to five wins. Rich, you are up. The Barn. Oh, the Barn definitely is. And I'm blanking on it. It's Big Ten. It's uh, Minnesota. Yes, that is correct. Golden Gophers. Williams Arena. It is the farthest thing from an arena that you would think because it's just a big old field house. It is a barn, (laughs) and it's two points for Rich Ornberger. All right. What about Bruce Arena, John Ramos? Um, (laughs) I would say no. That's not an arena name. Uh, Bruce Arena, the former coach of the U.S. men's national (laughs) soccer team. So, Bruce Arena. (laughs) That's right. Oh, all right. What about, Rich, the Dean Dome? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. The Dean Smith Center down in uh, UNC, the Tar Heels. Yes, that is correct. Three points for Rich Ornberger. John, what about Swollen Dome? The Swollen Dome. <laughs> wow, that could be an arena somewhere, but not anywhere that I know of. That's our good friend Mike Harmon, right? That is correct. Yes, that is the nickname of Mike Harmon. You can hear weeknights with Jason Smith on the Jason Smith with Mike Harmon show. Three to three Wow. here. Jeez. Yes. What about the Tad Pad, Rich? The Tad Pad. That yep. is the song is not... over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we ran out of rain. Hey, uh, sorry, folks. Everybody, turn out the lights. It's time to go home. <laughs> the Tad Pad is, gosh, not a name of an arena. Know the rules. Go 
It wow. is Ole Miss. Yes, Tad oh. Smith Coliseum, known as the Tad Pad. All right, John Ramos, what about the Boneyard? Oh, boy, that sounds like a name of an arena. I'm going to say it is. Know the rules. Oh, no, no, that's where my uh, co- cousin would go drink and smoke oh. with his friends in high school. <laughs> over at his buddy's place oh, that they called the Boneyard. <laughs> his buddy's nickname was Bones, so his place was, of course, the Boneyard. <laughs> All right, we are, run- we are running out of time we here. Are. All right. Uh, last two. Rich, the sidewalk. The sidewalk. Yes. The sidewalk. The sidewalk is not the name of an arena, Dan. That is correct. That's where uh, Kitty Boo was killed by the neighbor's oh, dog. Uh, the sidewalk. Wow. Yes. John's cat, RIP, the late great Kitty Boo. All right, John, to force a tie and have overtime later on in the show. Okay. The pit. I'm going to say that's an arena, yeah. Yes. We have got overtime yeah. later on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Maybe we'll wrap it up in the press. Tied up at four apiece. He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rich Ornberger, we're going to have to go to the tape. We're going to have to go to the tape here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you think it was a Pittsburgh or do you think it was something else? I I flubbed the word. I have no idea how it came out, though. I'm so curious. We will find out in a matter of minutes. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem your credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. We're going to find out who the real Bill Belichick is I think we may have got a glimpse of it today at training camp. That's in a couple of minutes. Let's go to the tape. At the end of the last segment, if you just missed it, we were doing a draft of the greatest NFL players of all time. A quick two-round draft, and Rich Warnberger had the second – his second-round pick was number 10 overall, final pick of the draft. And we were tight on time. We were right up against – you could feel that, Rich, right? You could feel like we were were running down the clock, right? We were we were like it was it was baseline inbound pass and it was the last possession of the game, guys. Yes, here it was. So what did Rich Orenberger say? Did he say Pittsburgh or did he say Pitts turd? Yeah. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh, there it is. Wow. What wow. what are you what are you hearing? Let's uh let's let's go to the first of all, let's go to the source. When you hear yourself say that, what do you hear? Yeah. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steeler. I feel uh I feel it was a Freudian slip. <laughs> it was it was a it was a back of your mind in those great games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you had a D at the end. Yeah, it was it's close. It's it almost felt like I was I was fighting my tongue for the B and a T came out and I think I landed the G ending, but boy oh boy, this one it's gonna have yep. to go to instant replay, and I have a feeling this is a two commercial break instant mm. replay. Let's go to the judges. Let's go to our own uh uh Terry McCauley or uh, Gene Steratore, Jason Stewart. Um what did you hear in that uh recall? I, I mean, I heard an effort for Berg, so I, I'm not going to say he was out and out just saying turd. I think it was a misspeak. Um, so, so it's a mixture of both. But I'm gonna, I'll go a turd. But I just don't think the intention was. John, there. what did you hear in Wow Pittsburgh or else? I like Rich. I'm not going to go as far as to say his intention. He said Pitts turd. Oh, so with a D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit there and go like, well, his intention was this. Well, I don't know what his intention was, I, but what came out of his mouth was yeah. Pittsburgh. I, I, Isaac Lohenkron, are you uh, seconding John Ramos's emotion? It was very, very clearly uh, the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, as right. evidenced by it was off, off the air. You've gone too far, yeah. and you know it don't matter anyway. Yeah, especially when moments later off the air he referred to their legendary quarterback, Terry Crapshaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that Steeler-Patriots rivalry never gets old. Oh, man, what? What's life like with Bill Belichick as head coach? Aside from him putting an end to your hacky sack games, which we found out earlier this week. Oh boy! Uh, you know what? What life is like? It is. It it really does feel like when you come home and you're not sure if your spouse is mad at you or not. Like at all times. <laughs> like you know that feeling like when you're kind of walking on eggshells. You're like, I'm okay, right? I'm yes, a, not know, well. It's, it's fine. Things are good, right? Yeah, they're good. You know. Sounds Maybe like last night. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's that, but it's all the time. So you, look, he is willing to hand out praise. It's limited, but he's willing to do it. He actually has a better sense of human, uh, humor than most people believe he does. And and underneath the gruff exterior, he is a human. Like, he, he likes to fish. He likes to play golf. He likes to go out boating. Like, he's a guy, right? He's just like everybody else, except after he puts on his cut sleeve sweatshirt, he goes and wins multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things where you have to, at some point, meet with him him on the level he's at which is an extremely high platitude in terms of football IQ but if you're going to like 
chop it up with him a little bit and try to make him laugh like he's a willing audience so me and him actually got along pretty well and I became relied on to entertain the troops so to speak every once in a while like he he just appreciated my brand of humor during the rookie shows my rookie year so he just allowed me to occasionally get in front of the team and tell a story from my past life and uh, almost as if it was a comic review mid-seasons I mean I was ready at all times with a story like I never knew when he was going to call on me it could be in the middle of a damn squad meeting and he would just turn the lights on and be like all right enough of this hey Rich do you got one for us and then I would just walk down the aisle and have to start telling a story about my past and make it as funny as possible and it would break the levity of an otherwise really important season or a really tough week or you know challenging part of the season it was it was kind of bomb that he both lives in this realm of being like this staunch football only guy to being this sort of lighthearted hey let's let her hair down a little bit every once in a while and laugh type of football coach and and that's more designated as a player's coach right so yes. he walks he walks the line he definitely walks the line between the two I'll tell you my my impressions after we hear what happened today at Patriots training camp because this made the rounds on Twitter you know John Middlecoff was just on about you know 30 minutes ago and was talking about how he's not a fan of Twitter because of the stuff that's on there and one of the things that was circulating social media specifically specifically on Twitter today, was Bill Belichick saying that fantasy football means nothing to him. And so that so that headline was taken by so many in the football world and the sports world and the fantasy world, and there's quote retweets, and there's retweets, and there's replies, and there's this, and there's that. This is the exchange that probably didn't translate as well on Twitter as it does when you actually hear it. My friends and I watch a lot of football, more than our moms would like, and we're obsessed with fantasy football. Even though you don't like you don't play, do you think it's a good or bad for the NFL? Yeah, honestly, I don't really have any opinion on that because it, like fantasy football doesn't mean anything to me. Like we're just trying to win games out here, and so I don't know who's hot, who's not, who wins, who doesn't. Like I don't really care about that. I just care about whether we win. So yeah, I have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What makes it even better is if you couldn't tell, the reporter was 14. Like, truly, it's like a kid reporter that someone sent out there. And what I, what I love about it, you know, John Ramos and I have known each other for more than a decade, Rich Ornberger, okay? Yeah. And we, we, have, uh, we have similarities, but maybe also what makes us friends is that there's differences. One of the things that we share, um, we, that we are in full agreement on, and share a passion for, and that's hating kids' cooking shows. Like, we cannot stand MasterChef Junior, <laughs> uh, Food Network, anything with kids cooking, we can't stand. Talk about, uh, like, a bizarre place to draw a line. Like, yeah. you know, the hill you're willing to die on. You know, it's like Dan Byer, Johnny Ramos, we share this campaign value. We hate kids' cooking shows. Johnny Ramos, oh. Dan Byer, 2024. Can't stand them. I, I just, I, I don't need to see it. It's not entertaining to me and and on the heels of that kid reporter is a good second because kid reporter is treated with kid gloves they ask the same you know questions that a reporter would but you know if it's a star player or a player that's answered the kid you're not gonna be mean to the kid what was awesome about that Belichick answer was it was the same answer he would have given to anybody else he didn't care if he was 14 or 54 oh Oh, it was magnificent what's beautiful about this is like this is the subtlety of Bill Belichick's humor like people don't get it but he understands how funny what he just did was He does. I'm telling you he does. Like, he understands that as that replays and starts picking up speed, and he doesn't care if it goes viral or not, but he knows what he just did, dunking on a 14-year-old kid (laughs) talking about his fantasy football team. It's going to come off – it's going to come off maybe if it were anybody else as rude, but it's almost like being roasted by Don Rickles, you know what I mean, or Joan Rivers, yes. you know, the, the two stand-up comedians who you almost begged you would pay extra money to sit in the front row so he could be like, hey, uh, what 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 side of the beef did you eat this day, fatty? You know, like it's, it's like, okay, all right, uh, you know, you're just laughing as this guy is 
poking you apart from your visual appearance, but you don't care. And by the way, Don Rickles on stage, maybe he's five foot eight. He's this big fat old man, but he can he can just roast you, and it just it because it's like music, it's orchestral. You just enjoy it, and that's Bill Belichick. He has somehow found this lane where he can absolutely stare down a reporter into their soul and say something like, as simple as you know, we're on to Cincinnati, and it just it it. It kills. It kills. And this one is the next one. It's just and there will be many more after this. It's a, it's an awesome it's an awesome what do you call it? Uh advantage to the media profile that he's gained from being this way his entire career. And he did he did smile. He didn't give the kid a death <laughs> stare afterwards. But this is part of my experience with Bill Belichick. Obviously, I've never lived in Boston, never covered the Patriots, never did anything. But would cover the Super Bowl, and heck, it was an annual affair. You know that very well, Rich. The, you know the Patriots for a while going to a bunch of Super Bowls, so there was a lot of availabilities with Bill Belichick at the podium. And one of the first things that that surprised me and, and struck me the most was it wasn't just always on to Cincinnati, and it also wasn't the three minute dive on the special teams long snapper that can go viral you know like here's bill belichick breaking down a long snapper you know which is great yeah or it's great great information but there is more give and take a lot of that stuff just ends up kind of being social media fodder when you hear though we're on to cincinnati (laughs) you know that's already been addressed like that sort of stuff but he is more engaging to the media than i think people would realize because we only take clips like those sound bites or like we have here and then sing you know push them out in a singular basis. I'll also give you this and this is a part of the conversation that always and constantly gets snuffed out because it's easier to have a laugh and you know to take pot shots at greatness. But Bill Belichick would not be in the position he's in unless he was an incredible orator and an amazing communicator. Like when he gets in front of a room, he commands so much respect and there is so much gravitas. And it's not even just because his reputation precedes him. It's because when he speaks, he speaks from like almost like he has it innately, like he's a general addressing his troops and he's completely unwavering with the message and he knows exactly where to go. There's no flubbing. There's no picks turd, whatever I said about the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, this guy nails every single sentence. And he'll he'll weave in a couple of dry jokes, too, to break, to break the moment. It's almost Shakespearean in some ways where, you know, you have this insanely intense scene, drama, 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 and then all of a sudden a drunk comes wandering out of an alley and breaks the tension. That's how he delivers his morning speech every single morning. And now there are vets of 10 years plus in that room who are nodding asleep. But if you're a young guy listening to Bill Belichick for the first time like I was my rookie year the next two seasons, you you sit on the edge of your seat because also you never know when he's going to call on you. You never know when he's going to include you in the presentation, when he's going to call out you on the film. So he has this incredible way to engage an audience, and he does it on a daily basis throughout the season, sometimes in the offseason, OTAs, minicamps, things like that. And it is an extremely effective communication that's the reason why, well, not the reason, but part of the reason why he's had so much success. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.